Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make your move, your hips were sipping gin girl. Make your bounce, your tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay. Thanks to everyone who joined in last night in our new live show. Uh, if you don't know, on Patreon, we have upped the ante on our live streams. They were born in lockdown. A great way to connect, great way to talk to you all. We always get feedback that people wish they could talk to us as we're recording a podcast. Well, guess what? You fucking can now. Um, over on our new live show. How would you encapsulate it, Lindsay? Well, it's kind of like actually seeing what it's like, you know, when we're recording. I think people love seeing people chat and how we kind of interact visually. Also, we kind of went on Daily Mail and we were picking out some articles and stuff and we were able to share our screen. So you're seeing us in the little corner yeah. chatting about it and actually getting the visuals. So it's just an easier way to talk through some like lighter stuff yeah. that may not be big enough for a pod or we may just need that visual aspect. So it is such a fun new um, element that we have to mm-hmm. play with now. And that's going to be monthly at least on X-Gals. Yes. Five a month, guys. You get that every month. You get your weekly X-Gals exclusive podcast and the archive to over 130 other mm-hmm. episodes. And how many live streams do we have up there now? I think over 30. And just so you know, that's a good point, Lynn, that the live streams are up there evergreen on our Patreon page. You can just find them and re-watch them. So it's not like, like it's live. Episodes. Yeah, it's not like it's live and then you miss it. It's live if you can join us when it's up. Fantastic, if not, sit your ass down on a Tuesday morning and watch yourself. Exactly, but just uh, we wanted to up that because to make it like a new piece of content because we were using like StreamYard when (laughs) we weren't recording together (laughs) during lockdown and like... Well, it was Our mainly webcam the main, and stuff. The, the MacBook webcam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this <laughs> tiny ring light I have. Like, now we have, like, fucking little... We're getting a little production team going. We've got... Yeah. Fucking Jesus Christ. It takes so long to... I have I've such a respect for streamers, guys. Well, you are one now. I mean, yeah. Like, Jenny fully was, like, clipping in... <laughs> HDMI this this and that I was like this is like a fucking maze it was of, crazy of wires around the gaff and um, we had Boo Boo and Carl on the yeah like on the discord and chatting our away hot, our hot desk and we're gonna get mics for them as well so like mm. they'll be able to kind of like be in the background but throwing in the yell comment yeah because Evan was like I won't be mic'd and I kept being like just have a mic because I know from watching live podcasts it actually annoys me when they talk to someone off camera and, and I can't, can't hear, hear what they're yeah. saying mm. and he's like I don't need to be mic'd I won't be saying nonsense like, jeez he couldn't shut him up and then we were watching it last night he was like pull up that stream there and let's see what it said like he was mad into it and then I he, there was one bit where he said something he was like you can't fucking hear me I'm like I told you. <laughs> I win that fight. I'm like, so you need a fucking mic. Uh, but yeah, thanks to everyone who tuned in. It was so yeah. much fun. And anyone who hasn't watched it, if you missed it, just go on our Patreon page. It's there and you can watch it. It's so fun. And our, we just look so cute. It's just such a cute setup. I and we got it. a new, um, from FOMO light, Lighting, we yes. got this unreal neon sign 
Excals. It's like a purpley neon gorgeousness mm. made up and it looks so cool. So that's our little setup and we're going to be expanding on that over time as well. So that was the first one. If you remember, like we said in that live stream, our first ever It Gals was on this tiny little <laughs> microphone. It sounded like we were using two tin cans to record. <laughs> basically where so like you know it's fun also having ex-gals on this new journey with us to yeah. see like the growth yeah you know, the growth i love that with um when you're following someone like on youtube or we whatever, do i love kinda... going back on their old vlogs and it's like filmed off an iphone 3 i love I'm that like, oh! like their eyebrows are always shit yeah their makeup's shite yeah their room isn't aesthetic yeah i know you see like little elements of their aestheticness like yeah. one plant but then yeah. like in their new ones they like have like so much better shit much better bushier brows <laughs> or I love it when you look like you know like um the way like obviously throughout YouTube especially there's been like loads of different aesthetics that have been popular like now it's all like the fucking TikTok you know yeah. like the, how everything's looking like we all live in bubblegum dreamland yeah, <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden which I'm loving to be honest oh I know it's great <laughs> but I think remember back in the day on YouTube it was really uh, big to have like the perspex like makeup display yeah, and like yeah. they'd always put this like and it was a real OG YouTuber thing and your mom's got to do like you'd have your dresser and they'd like try and marbleify it by putting that like decal marble oh, stuff yes. on to make and like I love watching someone who like now is like TikTok fucking cool aesthetic like mid-century modern now <laughs> back then they were doing the exact I same trend that. I I'm love like that. you're so fresh I know it's so cute because <laughs> I was too yeah, I know lighting really has come through the past couple of years like even Rilo bought himself some LED lights and like everyone has around. ring lights like, and everyone has LED and lights LEDs. and like those interchanging like colored bulbs that's TikTok but like it really makes a difference to your just overall well-being in my oh, opinion hell yeah. like salt lamps fuck off they did nada I like a salt lamp I do mixed like, with the neon because I have oh, this yeah. gorgeous like you know that tube neon I have in my corner that's like color changing and I, if I put that on a fuchsia and I've got my a salt lamp beside it, it they kind of meet and make this like purpley orange sunset color oh it's mm, fucking stunning. I got one of those sunset things oh yeah I saw you did. on Instagram <laughs> I, I I did um, I, I've been I'm there. obsessed I got it on Amazon though because I, I have a yeah. thing against I don't know just something about me I can't buy from Instagram those weird shops on Instagram Mm-mm, no 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 well it's all I just feel it will never come I think they're all like usually done drop shipping through AliExpress anyway you yeah know, that way so you order from them they charge you to order then on AliExpress and send it to you yeah. Basically, you know, that way. Yeah. I did, however, make a few AliExpress um, purchases. Oh, I've been thinking about dipping the toe. Um, I got a fake Murano lamp because I'm not spending 750 euro on a small glass lamp. You know, like the spun glass lamp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 quid. Really? Usually 800 or something. Wow. And it's a big one. Nine, okay. Yeah. And I got um this really kind of TikTok vase. The vase is, that's what Fiona Hamilton, your sister, pointed out to me. Because I was like, where do you get your nice vase? And she was like... All those ones on Urban, everything, they all buy them from AliExpress. Okay, I will so be clicking. How do you maneuver through AliExpress? Like, I, is it like reviews? Well, no, um, kind of. I mean, usually I find the top sellers for stuff like that are just grand. You know, that way. I mean, when it's stuff like the vases, I'm like, they supply them to so many fucking shops. So like, yeah, they're yeah. all the same fucking shit. You mm. know, that way. Um, And I got... I can feel that you're going to get so many DMs now asking about these vases and I'm sorry. Well, that's if I post it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I only bought one. I only no, but one. I mean for the I podcast. Because we I did know. a podcast with Adam and um, Mind Poppers the other week. And I mentioned that. Oh, did uh, you get more? No, I mentioned that fucking light thing that the I got years light. ago. The galaxy on the ceiling and stuff. And one girl. <laughs> Which, by the way, can I say? Mm-hmm. 
you were a trendsetter on that because now everyone's Thank getting you, that shit and I, you were the first one I was like what the fuck did she just buy for a room and where do I get it I don't know where I, I saw said it in the DMs oh yeah I saw it on that girl Amy Lee on YouTube you know the kind oh. of Asian girl she had it and I was like she wow. had it no yeah way. she had it years ago when she's it was, one <laughs> who has also cycled through all the trends. yeah she is and she I was like Tumblr girl now she's like yeah she's so cool now she's kind of eclectic style I'm loving it yeah she's TikTok style yeah but um <laughs> so yeah one girl wrote to me and was like um her last message was hey I don't know if you'll see this but like you had some um light that was on your ceiling and it was like a galaxy kind of thing do you know where you got that or have you got a link and I hadn't seen it or something or I think I was like oh I'll try find you the link and then she wrote back and she was like, oh my God, I'm just listening to Adam's podcast. I'm lolling. I'm so sorry. I was like, no, I'm sorry for being so fucking rude. Uh, but you know what it is also? Amazon links are so huge when you link. And also Instagram sometimes doesn't let you link Amazon. Oh, right. It's happened to me before where I've tried to send Amazon. I don't know why. Are they in? Are they hating each other? Is there beef? Instagram. I don't know, but can we all just get along so <laughs> I can link? Yeah, let me know if you're beefing with Amazon, sweetie. Um, but whenever I try to link Amazon, it's like it just you know the little red X. With no, oh yeah, weird. Literally no explanation. I'm like, I think it's because they're annoyed <laughs> me oh. making up the beef in my head. I think it's because like they want to make money off their ads. Oh yeah, and we're yeah, probably yeah. in competition with Amazon. So mm. if you're linking Amazon, well, honey, I'm just trying to do a swipe up, okay? Sweetie? Yeah, I'm just trying to give my I'm followers what they want. I'm, I'm just trying, trying to, to link the goddamn light. I know Instagram should really take a hint off TikTok and make like a like a paid uh, creators thing. Oh, I know they're dumb. Like, why did they not do that? That's so smart that TikTok do that. Really smart. Like Trisha Paytas gets uh, paid every time she posts a TikTok. Every single TikTok she posts. Imagine getting paid every single story you post. I'd be flat out. Oh my gosh. You'd not be able to stop me. Hey guys. Happy Tuesday. So yeah. Happy Tuesday. I hope we're getting that bread. I uh, hope you've all set your manifestations. Oh, oh Instagram was rife with the manifestations yesterday. Did you notice? What? Instagram was rife with the manifestations yesterday. What? It was a new moon in Aries or something. Oh yeah, I saw a bit of that. Everyone's like, hope we've all done our manifestations, queens. Okay. What are you manifesting, honey? Um... For manifestations to go off Instagram. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, like, I mean, I whenever I do a Q&A, I get that question. Do you believe in manifestations? And I'm like, I mean. I get that too. Now I can see why they ask you because you're into like astrology vibe. But I have never mentioned manifesting fucking bullshit. Manifesting. Like enough from me. Well, like I mean, you know, we play with it. I remember we were like man, if we were like, let's just fucking when our first um live show in the Tivoli, we were like, let's just go for it and be like, it is sold out. Like, yeah, you know, be like, tell ourselves, and well, then it did sell. That's out. That's what I kind of mean. Like when people say that, like, do you believe in it? I'm like, well, define what you mean in it. Like, do I believe that if you set intentions for like a business goal, are you more likely to achieve it? Yeah, that's proven. It's like about <laughs> being organized. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like proven that like if you, you know, set out. Having goals certain, in life. Exactly. If you have something to strive for, you're more likely to get close. And to if that. you're self-motivated like exactly. that. You know. um, uh, but like, do I believe that like if you leave out a journal in the moonlight on a certain Thursday during the yeah. year that it's going to come true without any other with a plastic external... rock that you think is opalite yeah exactly <laughs> or like without any other external factors like you know the way people are manifesting crazy shit it's like mm. you know I am manifesting myself being a superstar it's like okay you know let's manifest maybe you um having enough money to pay your rent I don't know or yeah, working or hard yeah I know, or like, I want to have my own fashion line. I want to be like Coco Chanel. I know, it's like, I understand that like, it could help you 
stay focused maybe you know that way to be like that's my goal that's my goal but like to actually it annoys me when people um and I think this is what kind of pushes forward the narrative of the manifestation bollocks basically Mm. is when people achieve something and then online they're like I manifested this it's like oh you're giving so many dumb bitches false hope yeah like now these people are gonna think that like they the likes mani- of amy lee on youtube yes like she is such a manifestation oh. kind of she's a great hate watch but i actually hyper, do really i really like her. like her but she is super like woke culture like yeah you know oh she's like woke culture on crack yeah literally it's like a lot to- it's like she's fully buying kinetic sand to connect to her inner child yeah of oh, f- what yeah she did that she did that she was like her latest thing on instagram that I not latest thing, but a few months ago, but I remember I think I had to mute her after it because I was like, I can't. I like unfollowed this. her from Instagram. I uh, that's why I like YouTube. I can opt in more so. Hundred percent. Um, and so what she did was she was like, look what I bought today, and it was like kinetic sand, Polly pockets, all these children's toys, and she was like, it's because I was always denied these as a child, or like we were too poor to buy it, so I bought like, which is like it's cute on paper, okay? And Makeup she, is our fucking way to yeah you can connect. With it's your also child. like. Can I, yeah, exactly. Can I feel your inner child that way? Or sometimes I love to connect with my inner child by like reminiscing, like say last week's episode, talking yeah, about the yeah, Y2K yeah. stuff. Like that was so fun. But like, I really don't need to be buying Barbies. No, that's a bit too literal. Play the now, Sims. With, that's like Barbies oh, for adults. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that's right. Toka Bogan. Dear God, I'm like, give it a go though. That looks good. Give <laughs> <laughs> it a go. And I'm like, give that over yeah. here. Who bought that iPad? Yeah, I know. <laughs> But like um, connect, I do pick and choose from her. Some things like mm. the idea of connecting when they are in her child yeah, is something I would never think of. Yeah. But sometimes like it's actually so fun to just play. Mm. Like, and I mean like. Make believe. Play fight with your fucking fella or yeah, something. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the kids like dancing around or with your friends just being dumb. Or for like f- making up random songs. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Si- stuff that even when you say it aloud sounds really stupid, but it's so fun. It is, yeah. <laughs> but she is high, She and she is a real but manifester. I think, like, and I think that like, stuff comes naturally when you're like, ooh, I'm in a playful mood. Yeah. I don't she, think I'm like, she, I need to play. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to set time <laughs> Getting out my poly play. That I also bought <laughs> at Amazon. I'd be literally just Instagramming it. Imagine if Evan saw that come in the door. He'd be like, are you regressing? He'd be like, are you a pedophile? A pedophile? <laughs> but she does do that whole, like, she'll literally, like, get some deadly brand deal, say. I remember she was working with Armani, like, these cool yeah. people. And she was like, I manifest this. I'm like, no, no, no. You've made enough consistent content and grown your audience so that they've now acknowledged you. And also, you have a management company who yeah. you probably told you want to work with them. They reached out to them. Let's. Who was that other. Like, let's Asian keep it tangible. Girl. Sorry, I don't mean to be like, all Asians are the same or anything, but like, there was another really fucking famous YouTuber. I, d- I just haven't followed her in a while. Um, she, Is it Hey Claire? Yeah, she's also a fashion girl. She has fringe. She's really quirky. <laughs> she have a lot of tattoos? No, no, oh. no, it's not her. Um, But she, um, if I find her, I'll link her on her mm. Instagram. Um, She does a lot of the kind of, like, she's a bit of a mad goofy girl and she has... Like she got really good brand deals and she was getting like a million views on all of her vlogs. Whoa. Like she was and like her parents didn't know about her fucking vlogs and stuff. She was so cool. But um I just kind of dropped off following her. She's not dead, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but um she used to do like kind of within her vlogs that are all fun and dumb. Mm. Be like, oh, this is me spending four hours writing back to different brands. And, oh, they wrote back and I had to, like, oh, send back the fucking... Like, they didn't like what I shot, so I had to send it back. And, like, this is my... Like, she had her calendar on her wall. So she really showed, like, the kind of... It's not just fun, dumb stuff. Like, me eating cereal mm. on YouTube. It's, like, 
And it's not even that you're working alone. You know, they're like, I work for myself. Mm. But you're not working alone because you're in contact with brands and emails and having mm. to call them and like send stuff and write, you know. Yeah, and like, yeah, there's m- multiple like layers to an IG post, if you will. There is. It could have been you rejected. don't know. Like it used to be, um, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And I was just like, you don't know what goes on. Behind locked screens. Behind <laughs> inst- behind my gram. <laughs> uh, okay, so today... um content warning if we are going to be talking about some eating disorder stuff today because unfortunately um mickey graham passed away on friday yeah um and we cannot we couldn't we had to do an episode yeah i mean because she was such an enigma such an incredible icon and i use that word like unironically of reality tv you know obviously celebrity not celebrity big brother the ridge was like i think that was probably the first you can correct me obviously from wrong lens the first kind of continuous reality show that people just bought into year after year it's the first one that i remember anyway that came back every year and everyone was like fucking dying for it and this actually her season was big brother seven and it got voted the most their favorite the nation's favorite season brilliant i even watched it live when it was happening like it was unreal yeah it was like amazing it was one that like my you mom know, watched it years like it, do, it totally depended on the characters and that year they just got like such an eclectic bunch of fucking people and they really like pushed it with the people and this was obviously before social media so like you know that say like people like that and those like obscure characters really paved the way then for like in future when it kind of like got like not as good and you'd have people really pushing their personality mm-hmm. to be quirkier and it was just that they like I don't know I wonder how they actually went about the process of like um finding people back in the day because like obviously I think they'd have like email or I think actually you'd they go had, and they had like big auditions right yeah I think they in would like have different cities yeah they'd go England to cities in England and in one in Dublin. Belfast or sometimes they don't even know if they had Dublin ones. yeah sometimes they didn't Belfast I think and then they'd have and like, you'd line up like X Factor we like the word yes yeah like X Factor and you go in and then they choose a bunch of them and then like dwindle yeah. it down dwindle it down dwindle it down and I mad. tried to find um, Nikki's first because um, I remember her first like audition mm. she's wearing like this baker boy hat that was like knitted oh I remember <laughs> yeah that. and yeah. she's like really funny but she's totally She's not being herself, but she's really funny. Like, she's kind of... Like, she's on. Yeah. So, what she did, she applied twice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of... Like, same with Pete Bennett, who um won that year. Um, He had applied a good few times. She had applied the first time, and she disclosed all about her anorexia and being in treatment and all of that. And she wasn't allowed in for those reasons. Oh, interesting. So, then she went for it again the year after, but completely denied and, like, made up a backstory kind of thing to get herself... On the show. I wonder, like, I, I guess it's just probably such a big production team and so many people that apply it that it just slipped through the cracks. I know, I wonder, maybe, yeah. like, I'd, I'd say, you know, back then we didn't have the fear of, like, reality show kills, for example. Mm, like, with yeah. Love Island now, that's, like, a huge... Um, I don't think Love Island will continue. I think it will, you know, it will dissolve soon enough. Like, I think they'll come back this year, Laura Whitmore, but I think it's just, like, it has... It's it stained. just has such a, yeah, a dark... Especially because, like... I know it's not the first one since uh, Caroline died because Laura Whitmore did that. Was that during? It was, I think, yeah, because it was was, just before. Oh, it was winter um, because she died in February. Mm. That's it. Did she present the winter one? I didn't watch the winter one. I just had no. Or was that Laura Whitmore's season? Yeah, that was Laura Whitmore's season. And then we had lockdown. So this is kind of the first one that's coming back this summer. Since that. Which I will be watching. 
we will yeah watch. we will be yeah. watching but I definitely I don't think it will like I mean these things have a sell by mm-hmm. date yeah and I they think really the, I think that the season that I watched I know I've already watched one but like that seemed to be the biggest season as, as far as people watching it I think everyone the see, the year before that a lot of people were watching it but I didn't but I think <clears throat> the fact that I started watching it that season with Molly May and all them that yeah, showed me yeah, that yeah. I was like I think this is at its peak now you know yeah, that, that was the first year as well that I really tuned in like oh, prior really? to that I'd kind of like Dipped lazily watched you know but I was like oh I was watching and I was religious. Like one of my, like remember that night when Maura Higgins, it was like Oh remember it when it was like um uh, there was two iconic Maura moments. It was like when, tomorrow, here come, yeah. comes in two girls. And she was like, What did she say? Like um, she's like, I can't remember what she said, but it was like, I'm rare and took and we heard the yeah. Irish accent, we were like And her no. her accent. Yeah. She was like, I'm absolutely rare to go for a nice fella. And we were like, we were like, no. And the fact way. that she looked like that and had that accent, that oh is just Oh my goodness. And Evan was like, I know her. I was like, And no one child. Irish had actually been on like we had Rob Lipset and Shannon Riley McGrath, but yeah. like they hadn't actually been on as like yeah. a character. So to but we were like, ah! And because she came in guns blazing. Oh like, my goodness, me and Fiona so were literally like rolling off the couch. Like, oh, I cannot wait I for tomorrow. Our group <laughs> chat was like blowing up. And I then another like, Mora moment was when um, they were doing the lot tomorrow. And then it was like, he's gorgeous and his hips move so well. And it was Curtis. <laughs> yeah! And the way that they edited, the, edited that, it was Curtis. Just, we were like, what? Everyone thought, because she had gone for like the Tommy Fury type and, and fair play to her. She's very happy with Chris. She's looking great these days. Oh, I know. Beyond. Really looking so good. Fair play to you, Maura. Um, and they're, they're a very matched couple. They kind of, they're yeah. both like quirky and funny. And Big Brother, I mean, obviously, when you watch Love Island, it really, when I watched that first season of Love Island, it really reminded me of Big Brother because it was, I haven't watched a show like that in so long mm. with that setup where there's the hidden cameras and mm-hmm. the night vision aspects of them riding in the bed and also like yeah. obviously living in a house and being in some way confined to that house. Like a lot of the shows I would watch, like even like Bad Girls Club, um, where you'd see the house, they're allowed out, they're allowed to see yeah. people. And then other reality shows I'd watch, like say like, Drag Race or Housewives It's just so different I, The Drag Race They just completely ignore the fact That they're in, living in a hotel And not allowed to talk to each other And then Housewives is like They're living They live there That's You know so life, yeah. yeah so I think it's <laughs> such a, it's, it, it, ha, it gave such way to shows Like Love Island You know that way that Like maybe I don't know Maybe the younger generation Might not know that no. Because it was When Big Brother When those first few seasons Of Big Brother came out I remember just being like, remember it was on live on E4? Yeah, and I, I used to it. watch it. And the Sit airplane there. would go over yeah. when something bad was being said, yes. like if they were talking about someone. Or if they even wouldn't... thought something might, bad might yeah, be Yeah, yeah, so it was all like, the time. Was... I remember just watching They'd someone be... like do the plates and yeah. just like. I'd be like, because I always used to be convinced that I'd see something crazy happening. I know, live. You know, yeah. And it was that, that idea of watching something live. Oh my God, did you it know? invent IG Live? It basically did. All these the things first paved the way. Yeah, totally. And like, I remember I'd watch Big Brother and like, like it would just be like someone out the back garden like oiling themselves tanning yeah and I was always like it look I remember it would always look so hot and gorgeous I know it was, I was always like, they always hot. get so tanned they would now so Big Brother did start off as a social experiment mm-hmm. so they very much like I think they had like psychologists and they had like they were playing mind games with these people. So now that will never exist again. That is dead in terms of reality. Yeah, they show. were like poking the bear. Yeah, because what we've, you know, we've seen just so much devastation from reality shows and those kind of things. Like they literally, I remember, and Nikki Graham's um, season, like I said, they had uh, 14 housemates, I'm pretty sure, and they were all 
like they were just such an eclectic mix. We had Imogen Thomas, who um, came to be known as Ryan Giggs and her had that massive mm. affair. No way. And um, he was trying to silence her and all that kind of thing. And then it came out that Ryan Giggs was also having an affair with his brother's wife and she went on Celebrity Big Brother. So like it was like, so Imogen Thomas, that's how she got famous. Um, then we had uh, Leah, who was this big, blonde, kind of porn star looking girl. She had massive boobs. She was like really kind of um, northern, yeah. you know, and she had like this bleach blonde hair. So she was really quite extra looking. There was a guy, Richard, who was a gay man from <laughs> America and who wore cowboy hats. <laughs> we had B- Pete Bennett, who had Tourette's, who was like such a oh, lovely, kind yes. character. I forgot that he had Tourette's. Yeah. You said wankers all the time. Oh my God, that is fucking gas. It's been so long since I've watched that. I'm so glad I've got you here, the encyclopedia. And he was so gas looking. He was was like Boy George. He was like a punk kind of um, Billy Idol vibe. Yeah. And but he was really nice, and he also he was so fascinating to watch. I remember he'd like make up little songs on Aww. like the pots, and they were randomly really good. <laughs> we had Asheline, remember her? What was her Asheline, name? Asheline, she now has an OnlyFans. Asheline Hogan, um, she was like the kind of like London girl. She doesn't take no shit. She stands up for herself. She came on later, and initially, her and Nikki Graham actually really didn't get on, and um. They had like arguments. Then we had like, the they always mixed in like as well a few normal people. We had like Mikey and Grace who were kind of like the popular kids at school. They mm. actually got together and are married with three kids. No way. Yeah, they're still together. And love in a homeless They place. did. It's beautiful. beautiful. And it, they were kind of normal. There was not like, Grace was the bitchy one. She mm. was like the bitchy girl. It was like pretty and a gymnastics teacher and like... She went out um, and she actually threw water at the girl who nominated her, who was like a 40-year-old woman called Susie, who came in um, with a golden ticket. Oh, my God. That's where Nikki Graham's iconic. Who is she? Yeah. And I I was watching um, uh, an interview of Nikki before we came over here and we're recording just to... I was like, I wonder, is there any interviews from her from like the last year or Mm. so? And she was still saying, like, she's so, like, I just felt like, oh, God, she seems so hopeless or something. Like, she was still, 15 years later, she was like, I love it when people say that to me. She, There's not a day that goes by where people don't scream yeah. at me going, who is she? And then I watched this other, uh, like, this morning segment on the Weight Watchers mm. uh, for Kids thing that she went on. And, like, right at the end, like, Davina was like, she was like, I just have to say it. Who is she? And she screams it. Like, it was so, like, it was so weird to see that because we're so used to people like complaining and I can understand how that'd be so annoying if you have like a saying on a show that is just screamed at you for like the rest of your life basically. yeah and like but she was like such a like that's the first catchphrase I ever remember on like a uh, reality, reality show, show. like yeah. that kind of moment I remember every like I remember watching that episode where she had that tantrum and like everyone had such mixed emotions about it. like do we like her do we hate her is she annoying is she really yeah, endearing yeah. you know she really encapsulated that kind of like not hate watch but like she had an arc right that you t- yeah. at first you thought she was a brat and then it which was they like, were the best characters in Big Brother who grew sure. you grew with I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But she totally was someone who you were like, um, she got voted out, you know, she yeah. got evicted and she was the first um, Big Brother contestant to actually, they had a vote to let back her back in. They had her, Leah and a couple, and they they, they knew, the producers yeah. knew, because she was like the standout star of that season and she got kicked out and they were like, you Fuck. know, <laughs> she was all over the papers. There was like, just, uh, it totally died. The energy went when she went. Mm-hmm. So they uh, got her back in and it was like the biggest vote of the season. No way. So, and like back then they always had like a certain amount of the phone call to vote would be for charity. It raised like 250k for charity and that vote alone to get her back in on the show. Um, So she was such an interesting character and she was like, she really did grow in the show. And to talk about, before we get into like how she was in the show, um, to talk about her uh you know she kind of came she rebirthed through lockdown because all these memes of her tantrums were coming out and being shared on instagram being like me when it's announced that there's a third lockdown and it was her having a tantrum and she was seeing all that and she was loving it but then um only a month ago in our girls whatsapp group i don't know who found it i think it could have been you or fiona i know it wasn't even our whatsapp group we got dm'd it Okay. So uh, we got DM'd on It Gals and I can't remember how it came up. I think maybe someone, it could have been, anyway, it doesn't matter. But I remember saying it to you, I was like, did you see that fucking thing we got DM'd? And you were like, no. And someone had DM being like, oh, um, like have guys, have you seen what, like how Nikki Graham has gotten so sick with her eating disorder? Um, And there's this GoFundMe set up for her. And I was like, it literally took me so long to cop who, it was even about because the pictures were that shocking because it was really graphic pictures and they didn't have her face in it yeah and if like I mean if you're anyway struggle with eating disorders like don't google that shit it's really like even now when I when I saw that picture no, it, it's it was burned in my horrifying. head it was it really, really, really but it, I understand why they used it because it was like a cry for help it was like she's so clean. sick you know that way no they didn't use her face but it did um Pete Bennett who obviously was on the yeah. show with her, who we're going to be discussing their relationship later on in the episode, and Ryland Clark, um, is that his name? Yeah, who d- who presented the show um, for years. He said, with permission on Twitter, he actually yeah. put it out there that it was Nikki Graham. And they raised the money. Mm-hmm. 65,000 um, pounds or something. Yeah, and I think she, for private treatment. Yeah, because her mum said on an interview, I think it was only over the weekend or like early this week. It was week. a week before her oh, death, I think. W- oh God, I th- no, she was already dead. I watched it. Oh no, there was another one she oh, okay. was on before. Well. <clears throat> she was basically saying that like they had been failed by the NHS so many times. She was like, the only uh treatment center that was open for her to go to was one that she had been failed by like three or four times. So it was just like, why send her somewhere that didn't work for her? You know, that way. Um so they had to go down the private route and like I mean, amazing that they raised all that money, but like I couldn't believe when I saw that it's I was going just, to charity now. Is it going to charity? Oh god, yeah. that's so sad. Um but, like so her story she wrote two books mm-hmm. like she was an amazing advocate and very transparent with her struggle 
eight know. years old was when she got her eating disorder. Yeah, which is incredible to think of like, you know, she, in order to get the kind of fame, she had to lie about it. But mm. then once she got the fame, and nothing, I remember, like nothing was really spoken about her. I think maybe at the end it kind of came out that apparently she'd been in, you know, treatment and stuff like that. But only when she came out and she openly, uh, she could see the kind of reaction of people being like, what's wrong with this girl? This mm. girl's acting like a child. And she was able to explain her history and why she was the way she was. So she was eight when, um, the youngest case I think ever in um, the UK. Really? Yeah. To be admitted? Yeah. So she had like most of her childhood in treatment. Yeah. She barely mom, had schooling. Yeah. Her mom said she was in treatment more than she was in school. She yeah. um From eight to 16. Yeah. She started, to, she got her eating disorder when her parents broke up. Yeah, um, and, and her granddad died. Yeah, her granddad died, and like there was a lot of like tumultuous kind of stuff going on at home. And her mom said in that interview recently that she was like, I felt like, felt like it was a way of, her, of Nikki kind of saying like, oh, like just don't worry about me. Like, look, I've got everything in control. And we do hear that so much around like about eating control. disorders. Yeah, control. We did an episode as well. Um, must be like a year and a half ago mm. with our friend who went through treatment, who's now. Preggers, yeah, preggers, and having a little baby girl really soon. I know, so like incredible. Yeah, so um, if you want, if you're interested in hearing about more about like the eating disorder and things, that's a really good episode, I think. Yeah, and I'll share it to on see Instagram. it from lots of different ways because, like, yeah, you know, we kind of touched upon the whole visual visualization is mm-hmm. what we're so used to with anorexia, and Nikki did give us that. Mm-hmm. Now, there's lots of different you know eating Uh, disorders that you can't that wouldn't be as visibly maybe shocking but it doesn't take away the impact of them being so real and like on that episode our friend said that the biggest killer um in any of the mental health realm is eating disorders so which is so scary so um so yeah she was very young she got into treatment and she had like starved herself to i think four stone when she was like up to 16 she mm, was just like God. consistently not eating and they had feeding tubes put in her she would rip them out of her nose they put them in her stomach she ripped them out of her stomach i remember she always had a scar in her stomach and big okay. brother okay and that was because she would rip out like she literally was just like so like one of the doctors in the uk said that it was the worst case he'd ever seen of anorexia and i mean for it to have she never was had a normal life like mm. from eight she was institutionalized. And then she said in her book, she has two books, Fragile, and the first one was Dying to be Thin. Um, and she said that like a lot of these treatment centers more so gave her kind of tips on how to hide it. Um, or, you know, because like she said, after her first stint, she had put on weight. Because mm-hmm. that's usually what they focus on, like just getting you back to yeah. a certain weight to then... So your organs don't fail. Like yeah. there is reason behind it too, mm-hmm. you know, that way. Like they do have to, if, if you do get to a certain level which I'm presuming is unfortunately what happened to her, your, usually your heart just can't fucking function anymore. You know, yeah. that way. So they have to put on, I guess, a certain amount of weight. But as you said, that can be really, I know from some people I know with eating disorders, that can be very obviously triggering because they're putting on a lot of weight really fast. Your body changes so fast. And not so in their fast. control because yeah. like the nurses or whatever is like insisting that they eat this. Pretty much being force fed to an extent. Yeah. You know, that way. Which is traumatic as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> for anyone. Like, yeah. imagine that happening even you. Like, ima- never mind if you had like a disorder around it. You know. Yeah. No, it's um, it's it. It doesn't seem to work anyway. You know. And yeah. I, it's one of those things with a lot of mental health. It's so intricate. Like, we don't know how. Yeah. 
these things work but then so her mom was speaking a lot about um apparently what seemed to be because we saw her like vaguely you know she was in big brother up until 2016 i think or 17 Mm. was the last time she was on canada she had the most amount of big brothers ever i think i think so yeah she like literally loved the show she was like such a like such a fan and then like a continued fan Mm -hmm. and like always like triumphed and obviously like it was gone when was it last year that they like decided to end end it the house was bulldozed i can't believe i'll never get over that that they bulldozed that fucking house i can't believe they used the same house yeah i know it's the same house makes sense as if they'd build it rebuild it every year (laughs) but uh well yeah like as in love island they have different villas and stuff like that exactly um it was purpose built for Big Brother. Yeah. So and it, they crazy. just like interior deck, like did the design differently. Yeah. And, like, I, the I design... just never knew that. Like it must have been so crazy going into that house being like, oh my God, this has happened. Like so I many know. seasons. That's why I can't here. believe they bulldozed it. They should have made a museum. That would have been oh iconic. My God. It would have made so much money as well. Or an Airbnb or something like that. Like yeah. you could stay. It yeah. would have been iconic. Or like, like a theme park kind of thing. Yeah, You know something. what I mean? Like, or like they could have, they could have done such a cool museum. Like the fucking wax museum or like the yeah. Ridley's Hall of Where you could whatever. do some of the tasks. Yeah. And like you could, like they, they could have brought in like iconography from it or like, yeah. you know, like you know the different they could have done the different diary rooms you could have watched like yeah. little clips of like pete burns or you know what i mean like this is where pete burns had that great cra- crazy fight with someone you know yeah like, so it was cool. it was such a like so much happened mm. in that space and um like every year they would get like these decorators in and like the interior was designed to make them go crazy yeah <laughs> like which is fucking gas when you think about and it. that was a big thing with nikki she hated the air conditioning yeah she was so i mean probably because she was quite thin as well yeah. but she was always freezing yeah she was and that's kind of <laughs> was one of her like iconic moments as well but um i think the colors of the house apparently like changed to whatever mood they were in like there was like LED lights before they were a thing. Wow. Um, and sometimes they'd have like, say like the sitting room or the bedroom would be all glass. So you had no privacy. It always, like, yeah, that you're so right with that. Like when you think of it, the color scheme of the gaps were always really like- Really garish. Primary colors, which are like not restful and yeah, calming. Yeah, yeah. Like bright yellow. Only one window out of the garden. And then even the garden was so walled and in. And the garden was fake grass. Yeah, fake grass. Oh, I know. I remember, I just loved that when a new season would come out see the house I'd be so mm. excited interiors <laughs> and Davina would always go in and look around yeah. first before oh they went God. in but um her mom said which I think is really horrifying especially in the times that we're in that lockdown mm. really exacerbated it. yeah and took like it was just like uh, it wasn't she wasn't going to survive this lockdown it seemed like it was like I mean and that must have made them feel so out of control and apparently they couldn't do anything about yeah. it yeah I, and like she said that she's offered to for Nikki to like live with her. They made a bubble, but it just apparently like the gym's closing was a really big trigger for her because she wasn't able to exercise and that kind of like exacerbated her kind of restrictions on her own mm. eating. Basically started starving herself, I'm sure. And then, you know, I think that's just going to be something we're going to see so much out of these lockdowns. Like I think the impact... And like so much that we haven't even heard. On ho- you know? 100%. And like, I feel like... You know, it, it's so much that we haven't even heard. And a lot of that w- people might not end up tying back to the lockdown because it's only really going to come out in the next year or so, you know, the way, because we're kind of at the fingers fucking crossed, <laughs> the tail end of this kind of whole experience. So I think now is when people are going to, I mean, there's even going to probably be weird like anxieties, PTSD. Agri- agoraphobia, PTSD, uh, hypochondria. Like that's to name a few. To f- name what. a few. Like I'm definitely anxious about 
stuff kind of um I just can't remember what it's like to have so many plans <laughs> I, I I didn't think I'd ever forget that I didn't think I'd forget the business even like the silence of not having traffic on the roads yeah you know? like when I'm traveling to bring the kids to school or whatever it's like silent barely any cars mm. and I just don't think you know even if you're going to the shop and you just kind of bolt across the road because there's no traffic mm. Those things that like, I don't know, I, I definitely have gotten totally. used to it and kind of like happy in my little bubble of just existence. Yeah. And like we're like, I mean, that I just couldn't imagine going into something like lockdown with like a serious mental illness. Like I think that especially yeah. being on your own. And her mom said Ooh. that she used to have like little kind of hooks that would like, you know, monkey bars almost that would kind of just get her through. Mm-hmm surviving a little bit like she would have holidays she actually went on a lot of holidays her and Imogen Thomas remained friends which they didn't get on in the house but like they remained really good friends they went away to New York and Australia and um you know festivals and stuff and I think those little things were just something that she looked forward to so she would probably make you know be like working towards them and wanting to go to those and I'd say she just didn't have anything to look forward Mm. to and and again like her mum said with the gyms that was out of her control and that was probably something that gave her like a certain amount of control in her life to kind of like she had mm. to do this and good I th- yeah because I think like I remember on that egg uh, this morning that I watched um where she's talking about the Weight Watchers I will I'll link these in the description as well um she's kind of saying like you know they're like oh so you had an eating disorder or something and she's like look you always live with it unfortunately it's something that you're always like battling against it's something you're always constantly trying to have like building blocks around you to survive and I guess those small building blocks and that kind of routine that she had was stripped from her completely. Yeah. So when you've built up a life like of like, okay, the way that I can survive is by survive. having the gym, yeah. having a holiday, seeing my friends, these going little, here for lunch, probably like exactly you know, having certain like places, to eat the same thing every day, or go there, yeah. you know those kind of things. Yeah, and like she's she found a way to live with it. I'm I'm sure always struggled, but like you know, yeah. stay alive. And then when literally everything was stripped from her, I mean, she is dead within the year. I know That's so horrifying I've seen here From the Irish Examiner It says Big surge in eating disorder Referrals during COVID-19 lockdown Experts have suggested That uh, anxiety caused By the pandemic Is uh, leading to Relapses in eating disorders So this is something That like Not only is like It could be instilling Eating disorders In people who maybe Didn't have them But it's really triggering Like relapses Because I think When people don't have Because it is like A a neurosis um, Mm -hmm. You know That eating disorder It's a control aspect And so people are obviously Like taking that out And I just couldn't imagine Being uh, not only on your own But like struggling with that During And her mum said That she had terminal loneliness Which is really sad That she really Valued Obviously she was such A social person Now looking back at um, Big Brother Like there One of her I remember one of her tantrums That we actually have On our um, Instagram Mm -hmm. Because we put up three like of her most kind of iconic tantrum moments which were just so funny like she was one of the first Big Brother contestants who used the diary room and actually was able to make her own show just by herself it was in the so diary room. amazing the what she did in the diary room without it and that was just all natural like she didn't have the you know we saw it kind of be copied before mm-hmm. or whatever but like she literally was just going in there full of rage and there was one Richard the American gay guy um, <laughs> she was complaining because she I think she like you know was restrictive with her food in the house as well like she liked to have this at a certain time she liked to have this amount of cereal like she'd measure out her stuff and I think like then she was living with people like Richard who was like just pouring in his cereal yeah. like loads of cereal and splashing in the milk and that was just so insane to her because yeah. she was like fucking using all this cereal and as well with 
Big Brother, they only had like, you know, they had to do the tasks to get the money to buy the food. So they could either get a luxury shopping, uh, shopping, grocery, whatever, or like the budget one, which was like. Tins of beans. Yes. Unbranded. And like cereal with <laughs> milk. Like, and I mean, that was as well to just really fuck them up yeah. and get them hungry and get them annoyed. Um, But she said, which is amazing, that Big Brother saved her life. So crazy. And I think like. If you look at, um, you know, her and the person that she was and same with all the other contestants like Pete Bennett, who was like Tourette's, like he couldn't go into a normal job and be like, well, fuck, can I, you know? Especially back then when like, you know, there was so like now we're we're so much more, even only in the last like 15 years, there's so much more awareness around these things, you know, that way. But like, uh, like I never heard of Tourette's in 2006. And he also made it cool. Yeah, because yeah. he was like this wacky character, and he rolled down. Like when he won, he like fell down the stairs. Yeah. I think purposely, but like he had a MySpace. I followed him on MySpace. I remember he had a MySpace. Yeah. Actually, that's fucking gas. I think like he had a band and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I I remember her mom saying that in that interview as well. Like she was like, um, she was like, I was really nervous for Nikki going in. She's like, you know, because she's quite unusual of a girl, oh. you know. So like, it was so obvious that that was genuinely her. Like she was like. Nikki was quite strange, you know. Yeah, yeah she was like, she's just an unusual girl. She has her own little ways. And yeah. like obviously those tantrums, which now you can actually see as like uh a regression into kind of like teenager, you know, yeah. that way. Like she probably never got to really be a teenager. Obviously, she was like she a, said her life treatment. was perfect up until eight. And then I think her dad had something going on with work or whatever, and the home yeah. changed. Every, instantly, I think. Yeah. And they probably were like a nice nuclear family. And then all of a sudden it was like, mom and dad are separated, granddad's dead, dad has some weird money issues. Yeah, and your lost. home is just a, not a safe space that it was. Yeah, exactly. So it's just this control. It's just so mm. sad. Um, But her on, yeah, the I think the, because she, she got her own show, right? After Big Afterwards. Brother? Let's talk about her and Big Brother and then yeah, we can talk sure. about that. Because I think like, to remember her and like, you know, give her the icon status that she is um so she came into big brother and she was dressed as like a playboy bunny (laughs) i remember because all these big brother stars like her um ashleen like all these kind of a lot of them of these kind of girls were coming on big brother because like nuts mags uh nuts mag and like the fhm and those kind of magazines were really like it was the kind of thing it was basically mm-hmm. to be like an instagram sexy bitch yeah that was the equivalent of like if you got on nuts mag Zoo. or whatever you were like yeah you were like known as being a hot girl and remember actually, even um kelly donegan was saying that like yeah, when that she, she started do, california which is only four years after this so yeah. very similar time that she was like i wanted to be like an fhm girl a nuts girl a zoo girl which seems yeah. So it seems so mad now. Like if if you said this, I'm sure to like someone in their early twenties, they're like, "Wait, hang on, what? That was the goal, but that was." But when the you goal. see, like now we're you know OnlyFans girls yeah, are yeah, like yeah. celebrated and stuff. Like this was it was just it was kind of you know is it the whole like idea of being lusted after yeah, and we still so. you know very much kind of mm-hmm. value that as women. I think. Um, and I remember, so Nikki kind of wanted that, which mm-hmm. is funny to think. So she actually got a boob job because she never developed. I don't think she ever had a period. Probably, um, yeah. Her, her, I say, was severely impacted anyway. Yeah. Her. So, but she, on the NHS, I think she got her oh, boob yeah. job and um, she really wanted, she said herself, she was like, I'd love to be in Nutsbag. I'd love to be in this. And I remember her in Grace, the gymnast girl, she was like, oh, I'd never do nuts. I'd only do FHM. There was all these kind ah, of like. like a hierarchy. Yeah. <laughs> and then actually Grace 
Did he not? Gas. Nuts is such a fucking hilarious name for like. Dis- I know. Disgusting. It's like calling Nuts. it magazine balls. Ball bag. The balls that like that's Scrotum. what they're going to. What's coming out of the balls is <laughs> why they're buying yes. this fucking magazine. What's coming out of my nuts on the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, but that was her kind of, you know, I think she kind of wanted to, after years of, you know, suffering, she was at her healthiest, I think, in Big Brother weight-wise, and kind of like, she was very energetic, so she was obviously like, um, healthy enough, but, so I think she was just like, okay, I want to be this like, sexy, lusted after girl, and be in these magazines, but then when she went on the show, um, Grace and Imogen they both hooked up with guys and they were like always lounging around with their fellas and she was just like this wild character and it was just so funny to watch she was so funny she would have massive mood swings she couldn't handle and they all babied her as well which was kind of nice but she couldn't handle um, normal things you know like there was uh, a game where like they had to do a silent disco and she couldn't figure out the disc manager. Yeah, she's like, my MP3 yeah. player! Then she's like, I was working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But those were iconic to yeah. watch. Now, the funny thing about Big Brother is like there's the difference of like being in the house and being like, that was probably insufferable to live with. Oh my God, but to yeah. watch is amazing. Yeah. And um, then she... She was just like difficult, like her mum said. Like I think it was very much attached to the to the eating disorder. All her little controlling ways were like bled into so many different things. Mm. I wonder did it remind her of treatment as well? Oh yeah, she said it was so easy. Yeah, she's like so <laughs> used to being locked up, being told what to eat. Yeah, and with a load of people that you don't know, she's like, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. She was like, it was so easy for me. I was actually so comfortable there. <laughs> <laughs> and like instead of talking to a therapist, she was talking to like Big Brother. Yeah, that's probably know? why she was so like. In the diary room all the time. Just like kind of, you know, disclosing how she was feeling and stuff. Um, A really nice relationship that was, that formed was with her and Pete. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about reality shows. Like it's a guy with Tourette's who's like (laughs) a punky kind of squatter guy. Boy George kind of like Billy Idol. From Brighton like, and then, and then her who is like this like, Little Princess Nikki, she wanted to be, you know... Like blonde. Yeah, she wanted to be like the pin-up girl. Um, they kind of... They just like really cared for each other. And then she got voted out. And then she really missed him and he really missed her. And then when she got voted in again, there was another house. And then she got brought in and their love story happened, which was so like short. I don't really remember like, much about it. So you'll have to... It was like, only like a week, I think, of... Um, <laughs> really? Of them actually being in the house. Okay. And then they okay. were like before the show was over kind of thing. Um, so like she came back in and she like was swung around and like snogging and all. And it was just so gas. And was he in the house with her from the start then? Yeah. yeah. They came in together. She left. Okay. She was evicted and then she was voted back in. Okay. Okay. And then did she, did she last up until the final? She came fifth. Fifth. Okay. She came back in and she wasn't as good because mm. it was like she was back in the real world. She knew what they liked. Yeah. She knew that like these tantrums were really like And that funny. awareness. Yeah, she was more self-aware. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't as authentic. Yeah. Which we see now in like the kind of, you know, because she did, she was probably one of the first people that I know of anyway, who acted like this on reality TV, had these catchphrases, had these like iconic tantrums. And it was just herself as yeah. well. I'd never seen someone just be themselves. Like, I know. I would love to fucking have a tantrum like that. And sometimes, I know. 
one slips out and I'm like oh my god but I'm never mortified. I feel like never to the extent oh of that. no, no like she's that. banging her chest like a monkey <laughs> and like they fully have to give her like time out in the diary room they're like Nikki mm. you are now not allowed leave the diary room she's like I'm not supposed to be in here like she's <laughs> seething with anger <laughs> like the anger is like unquenchable I know it's like it, it's wild but she's so funny in it as well yeah she Definitely inspired, I think, a lot of people going forward. Yeah. Like a kind of, you know, because the early reality shows obviously informed this kind of way of like, okay, you can choose your character of how you're going to play mm-hmm. this show. You know, like and a lot of people would kind of go, okay, who has been really successful in the past? And it, it happens in Drag Race as well, because the first few seasons, it was always like, and they could say it's the edit or that someone played up to it or, you know, it's chicken and egg, what came first, you know? Yeah. That would be like the vil- villain, like the bitchy villain mm. kind of who then gets a story arc of actually being really nice and caring. And then there's the one with the catchphrases and then there's the kind of like goofy kind of crazy person. And like I think people choose a lot of the time that it's premeditated. They're like, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be the villain. And it's really obvious in Drag Race when someone does that now. Yeah. Like, because they go in, they're like, I don't give a fuck about anyone. And it's like, the best villains were there because like, they had this cold exterior, but a heart of fucking gold. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just only good when it's real. Yeah, exactly. It's but the when, point of reality show. When you think of like Megan McKenna. Mm. Uh, she definitely was trying to emulate like Nikki's tantrum moments and it was just so fake it was mortifying like she was screaming around that house but it it was like oh no you're fully in control of this you just want to do this for like screen time and then you don't get the endearing as well because with Mm. Nikki even though like I was watching even I was 16 watching this right 2006 I remember watching this and being like this like, and she was only 23, so mm. she wasn't even that much older than me. But from my mind, she was a grown-ass fucking adult. Yeah, she's she on she TV is. as well. on TV, and, like, 23 when you're 16 is very far away. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was like, I don't even know anyone who acts like this. Like, but there was this thing of, like, oh, but it's, like, it's kind of weirdly likable. Like, I know. it's enraging. And, like, I couldn't imagine having that as a daughter, like, uh, her kicking off every two minutes. Yeah. But, like, because it was from this, like, you could tell it was just from this place in her that, like... Because she was so... Genuine. Real. Yeah, And there sure. was an amazing scene as well when she started to kind of fancy Pete. And you could tell she did. And um, Ashleene had come in. And it was also DJ Spiral was in that season. Mm. It's I think you can find it on YouTube. It's okay. so worth a re- rewatch. And also they had, like, a transgender um from, I think, Australia called Sam. And, like... Rewatching that is insane. Oh, like how they speak to her? Yes. Oh my god. Like at one point Nikki is in the bathtub and she's like trying to peek in the shower at Sam to see oh. what she has down there. Oh my god. And they're like and they're the the way that the girls were towards Sam. And actually Sam is now living as a man. Really? So I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know if um D transitioned. Wow. That could have impacted him. Well, yeah. I mean, I can imagine that to be quite traumatic. Yeah. And, and unknowing, because people, that's the thing with those early shows is that like, we had such a uh, limited uh, experience of what, how people are impacted by it. So people were going in so blind into these shows. They were just like, oh, I might get famous. But it was also a good way for the public to be able to see different people. Like yeah. we saw Nadia, who was transgender, mm-hmm. who won Big Brother. Yeah. You know, and like, and Brian Dowling, him talking yeah. about being gay. That was a big thing. It then. was. Like, and there was Anna um, in the first one who, I can't remember her second name, but she was like a lesbian nun from Ireland. <laughs> you know, these people who like you'd never meet in the day to day, but you actually are like, oh, 
they're yeah, like yeah, 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 a yeah. real person with and they're nice and I actually like her and they, yeah. why shouldn't they be like be that you know and, and all I, these different kind of totally and I, I liked how in the early like because nowadays it can be force this kind of token vibe you know yeah, that way yeah. of like we've got a this and we've got a that and we've got a trans person we've got a gay person we've got a person who detrans you know it's like we get what you're doing there but there was an authenticity within their casting then that they were just presenting people without like uh like they weren't trying to push a narrative you know mm. that way like there everyone had their own story to tell exactly and also because it was probably put in there as an instigator like let's not lie yeah, like they yeah. were probably like okay i'm gonna put like it in the conservative like nadia went in and di- didn't tell oh, d- you know yeah, she went in as a woman and didn't say like i'm actually trans I'm yeah, like, yeah yeah i mean f- that was amazing yeah you know yeah 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 and they were totally. kind of guessing like that now wouldn't really be allowed you wouldn't really guess someone's you just take someone as they yeah. are. Oh yeah, you wouldn't be like, is she? Well, that's what you'd assume, but yeah. I guess like still in society. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, it does exist regardless if we're showing showcasing but it on It would be television. interesting to how a TV would actually present that because they might not, like they might just like take someone out of the house for, you know, not kind of talking in a way of a narrative when actually yeah. you come to a way better resolution, you know, obviously if, unless someone's being like fucking bullied and harassed the yeah. other way, but like you come to a better resolution. A lot of the times in these shows you have like, say if it is like someone who's trans or even if someone like from a different background, like I know in like, um, like wasn't Natalie Nunn always having those conversations in her one as well? Like it, a lot on of, so, yeah. No, in when she oh, was in Celebrity the, Big yeah, Brother. Yeah, she was only, she was the first voted out. Yeah, she was so hated on that show. Yeah, oh my she God. was. But there was always, there's always like a, a racial talk as well that comes up from Big Brother, I think, because yeah, they're cultural Cultural, talk. and I think the best way that they ever deal with that is just letting them have the discussion because nine times out of 10, they usually come to a place of like and understanding. And letting people, or even you as a viewer, you know, you might think that you have a certain view and you're like, oh, I don't think it's right that people change their gender. But then you see this person getting treated bad and you're like, oh, actually, I don't I don't agree with what that person's saying. Yeah. I don't want to be a representative for that movement. Because, yeah, if you see how the other person's talking to them, yeah. you're like, hold on, who's looking worse here? Yeah. The person just being bullied yeah. <laughs> and harassed on TV or the... Minding like, her own business. Yeah, or the guy who's just like, you know, can't even live and let live on TV. He has to like get his, or like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if it's he or mm. the, whoever the fuck it is. Um, or just because like women do it too. On and they're mixing show. in, like they had a guy called Glenn on that episode, on that season who was also great. He was like a normal guy from Wales who spoke fluent Wales. And he was like, I've never boiled an egg. <laughs> he never boiled an egg. He boiled an, he was like 19. <laughs> so they were like teaching him. And like Leah was like his mother. She was the one with the big boobs. Oh. You know, she was like, and then he kind of started fancying her. It was just like such a weird amalgamation of people that just like yeah. was fascinating to watch. Like, and these kind of people like Nikki and Pete and Leah and all that. Like, reality TV is really the only space for them. Because mm-hmm. like, if Nikki, for example, hadn't had that, that was like, she hailed Big Brother as the best time of her life. Yeah. And, you know, we could see that she went into Ultimate Big Brother. Um, She you know had her own show like you said she was the first person from big brother to win like a national television award which yeah was huge. what was her show was it just like a the nikki graham show kind of like following Princess her around? nikki it was a take on kind of the simple life okay so i think i wa- rewatched that actually a couple years ago of course um, you did. <laughs> <laughs> like, i think i rewatched. It. i think i know everything about the show yeah, i think i know fucking every <laughs> fucking single thing <laughs> that's why i fucking asked you bitch <laughs> so it was recorded like basically straight after and they okay. would have her always doing the best ones yeah, yeah. Always it was like they ones. got her quick, yeah. but it was a bit of a flop because mm. her tantrums were great in the house, but then it just turned a bit kind of bitchy. Like okay. basically, they had her doing like 
gross jobs, shall yeah. we say. Like so it was like, man yeah, she was like, she went in as like a super cleaner and into this like, the house hadn't been lived in in years. There was literally like, you open up a drawer and there's bird shit, you know, oh. and she was in there and she was like puking. And then during the filming of that Pete Bennett, they were having a relationship and they were obviously like, Oh, now magazine and they were like this really weird couple like but like so, so cute and you wanted them to fucking survive and live and be in love but very um, like Chantal and Preston yeah like it doesn't make sense at all yeah. but you're like please work yeah you're like <laughs> I kind of really want this to work and still I'm like oh I'd love if Chantal and Preston just got together I know because they're still kind of friends I'm like oh but do not stop messing around what guys what are they up to these days Chantal I think um, no I, oh I know <laughs> you're like I think Chantal. She went out with Alex Reed and had a baby with him, who is Katie Price's ex. Oh, who yeah. um he uh was a a cross dresser, as in like oh, yeah, he okay. dressed up as a girl sometimes and he I think is quite uh he was abusive to her, maybe, or maybe it was another Australian boyfriend she had. Um but she also struggled majorly with an eating disorder. When she came out of Big Brother, Chantal? she dropped yeah, she oh dropped a God. lot of weight. I do remember that actually she got very thin. Yeah, very, very thin. And um, she has her little baby. She's, I think, she's engaged, so she's doing grand. Preston randomly um, was in Thailand drinking and broke every bone in his body. Like, what? I, I searched him on Instagram. Are ago. you joking? No, like there was. This was about a year or two ago. Like literally, he was in a full body. Cast. What's his second name again? Preston. Um, I think that is his second name. Oh, okay. Yeah, very Maybe that. pressed. Yeah, put in big boys. the ordinary boys. Boys will be boys. That I was their song. loved that song. Such a good song. That song was fucking. And I love Preston. He was like such like a little. He's, yeah, he's kinda. just like a a one name. Dude. I think he's a writer though. I think he Samuel writes Samuel Dylan Murray Preston. Oh, very British. Very British. He. I think he's a writer. I think same he age writes, as Nikki. Very oh sad. no. I think he writes for like just to be and all. Oh no way. Yes, yeah, so we still have music and fine scene. And then his fiance, I don't know if they're still together. He was had this gorgeous fiance. Denmark. Um I was living in Denmark. In 2017 he was hospitalized following a fall following from a fall from a balcony in Denmark. As of 2018, Preston is engaged to Emily Smith. I think it's a different girl unless it's he was dating this kind of like Asian girl and she okay. was really gorgeous. But then after his accident, the girlfriend fucking was, you know those diffuser essential oil thing <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. she opened it up put in the essential oil and it because the water was burning and splashed back this oil and it was acid and she fucking scarred her whole face Joan I love from this this is deep in your pre-medicated life where you were reading the most triggering articles on fucking Daily Mail it always has something to do with an eye always and always a celebrity always <laughs> from a reality, a reality show. show doing something dumb shit like Lindsay has like a handful of these stories your man with the Prosecco champagne yeah. bottle I remember this story and I'm yes like, I told you and then like, guys guys Preston falling out of this balcony I'm like this is when Lindsay's premedicated life was tro- bringing her to these I dark know. places I'd just be like minding my business and then I'm like what are Preston's doing and, and then I'll like, find his Instagram I'm like oh my god he's in a podcast so this article says, you get to learn how to walk and all like oh Chantelle Houghton and ex-husband they got married they got married yeah I did not know that uh, are really close 13 years after divorce I know and, she, they, and they went back on Big Brother for Ultimate Big Brother oh my god separated like when they were not together <laughs> and Chantelle 
fully and Nicky Graham was on that big brother and Chantel was clearly still in love with him and kept him oh. crying and stuff it was like because there was one part in that ultimate big brother Chantel was like Preston do you know what day is he was like no babe what day she was like he got married this day last year awkward oh it was like oh babe babe you okay and she was crying oh that's so cute they're like oh babe babe babe, babe 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 but like yeah nikki graham kind of reminds me of like uh trisha paytas as in like you were just made for this bizarre yeah. world of fame that has no real like trajectory like you could go out like she went on big brother as well yeah trisha paytas, which was Iconic. You just need to get your weird personality out there. Otherwise, yeah. you'd be working probably in an office. We've all worked in an office with that insane person. I yeah. probably was the insane person. <laughs> but you know <laughs> the way you never where worked like, in an office. I did, did um, in my father's office. Oh, work experience. Um, summer job. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Marsha McLennan. Shout out. <laughs> Actually, fuck y'all. <laughs> fuck y'all. You abused my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like talking the phone. I'd be like, I remember my dad was like, well, you, that's your phone. I was like, my phone. Oh, <laughs> hey, Carla. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I know it's so boring here. They're all fucking so annoying. I remember when and I then were the girl behind me complained to my dad. I was like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I remember you just remind me of being on the phone and work when I worked in Arnett's for years. One part of my job, I worked in the information desk, but I also had to work <laughs> on the switchboard, which is like when you call up Arnett's, you're like, Can I speak to Linens? And it's so scary up there. They're like, here you go. So like they sat me down, they were like, Yeah, when someone rings in, you just like click this, and then you like there's this huge big piece of paper laminated with all the numbers of all the departments no and you obviously have to be so quick and like <laughs> there was some that like they'd That's be like so hard. can I um speak to linens and I like couldn't find it and I just go yeah one second I just be like two four six because <laughs> 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 I'd hope that they transfer that they'd ring back and I'd be like they'd be like I'm very annoyed you said you were transferring me I'm like sorry that must be another one of my team I was the only oh person in the room and I'd be like hang on I'll put you through now and I'd be like kitchenware I don't know where to fucking or I just hang up Oh my gosh, that's gas. That's what happens when you put fucking 16 year olds on the phone. Literally. Oh my goodness, I did fucking nothing. Although I'm pretty sure I was like a solid 20. Well, look, no one's judging here. Like I've always had phone anxiety, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. That was horrendous. That was what I think what triggered it, to be honest. I was like- Maybe. So I, I always hated being on the phone. And then when I was forced to be yeah. on the phone and talk to strangers who were so angry at me. And I was oh. like, I just don't know where the number is. I'm sorry. The widow who number. hurt you? <laughs> Linens is not the answer. <laughs> I'm like, look, just get the bus into town and pop up to Linens, will I'm you? sure they have a double fucking fitted sheet on. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's in stock. Yeah. And also, I'm sure you're also going to go on the phone to another 16-year-old who's not going to yeah. check. Back and in the day when stuff was in stock. Nothing's in stock these days because of COVID. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. It's so stressful. It's so annoying. But yeah, like, Nikki was just like, obviously, she didn't have a great startup in mm-hmm. life. And so it's not like, she, you know, she didn't have schooling or she, like, I think she went to do, like, a beauty course after her um, treatments and stuff when she kind of got out at 16. But, like, she would have probably just, like, it was amazing that we're able to see. She flourished. Yeah. And that we were also able to really, like, understand a lot of the kind of weird details of eating disorders that you just would miss. Mm-hmm. Such as, like, you know, how it was really important and to her to control her portions and know exactly the calories she was eating and what she was eating. All those kind of things. Like, she definitely, at some points in her life, was able to manage it mm-hmm. and it was not like normal as mm-hmm. in to you and or I but it was managing and it was Livable. like you said keeping her alive exactly exactly and you know I think also I'm just thinking back on last week's episode when we were talking about the cold of the Y2K it gals and like that 
kind of era that we were discussing was when Nikki Graham was coming out and it was when like um there's this like have you ever seen that TikTok trend where it's like uh I think this gonna fuck with me I really think it's gonna fuck me up and it was like there was one I saw the other week and it was a girl oh yeah it's like I think this is affecting me mentally (laughs) and it's this girl and she's like uh green screen with like an article and it's like when you grow up at this as the body standard and it's that picture of Lindsay Lohan and um Nicole Richie being, you know, that really oh, skinny yes, one. And yes. it's like, she's just like, I think this gonna fuck me up. Literally. And that was the era that Nikki Graham, so it was actually, I remember when all of that, especially Rachel Zoe, do you remember her? Yeah. She was their stylist and she was so And I think she thin. still is. Really, really thin. And um, she, that was like, obviously, as I said, it what was. What was her show? This, was it Rachel Zoe Project? Yeah, could have been. I would fucking love that show. She was bizarre very bizarre but that she literally uh, she literally shaped th- like an entire aesthetic of huge sunglasses and those balenciaga bags what ones you know those but like, the moto bags oh yeah she like made that whole yeah thing. she styled like misha barton Lindsay lohan mm. like there was so much we could fucking break down about that style in another episode but you know because that was the there was always this like thing with eating disorders back then that like People would be like, is Lindsay Lohan too thin? Is Nicole Richie? And there would never be a culmination. Like, I don't think it has ever come out that Nicole Richie has ever acknowledged the fact that she- Which I find mad. That she had a clearly a severe And now she's a disorder. mother and like, you know, the times have changed so much where we don't like, yeah. you know, where it's so respected to come out and be like, yeah, oh my goodness. I, pro-, you know, I, I maybe had some form of, you know, impact on culture yeah. because- I was like the one of her photographed on the beach will be forever burned in the back of my eye. And that li- the blue yeah. little bandeau. And she bikini. had the chest bones. And like that, that, and that picture of her and Lindsay Lohan is really famous. Yeah. They're holding hands and they're both so thin. So I don't think Lindsay Lohan thin. ever really acknowledged it either. And, you know, and I it's think also like we said, like it's not always about the visible, but growing up as a kid and be so absorbed, you're so visually absorbent mm. as a child and you're, mm. seen, you know, or as a young teen. And like, you were just like, is that how people are supposed to look? And like, how do you get to look yeah. like that? And then we had access to the internet and pro Anna sites. And all and those web, all those um, magazines like Heat and all would always have these like, Nicole's crazy diet. Like, mm-hmm. which is so damaging to put that shit in fucking writing for kids. So damaging. Like, or even I remember reading like um, those magazines and they'd have like more like normal bodies and they'd have like her diet, what she should change. And for like, sure. maybe instead of having eggs in the morning, have three grapes. Yeah. It was like, you know, maybe, maybe put down that toast and full have on like full, rye bread. Yeah. Or like that fucking uh, special K diet. Like that, I that know. was a paid, like in magazines, special K paid for advertising. I remember it. And there'd be someone being like this week's special K diet. And it was like, so what was it? It was like, you replace two meals with a bowl of special, special K. <laughs> like breakfast. Special K on your <laughs> You're that, you're that flabbergasted. So. It was breakfast like, special K. Sorry, what? You just like you had two bowls of special K day. And also, may I add, yes, I did try it, okay? And do not. But I did. No, I didn't. No, no I'm just I saying didn't, to anyone. But a couple of my friends did. I well, I I mean when I say tried it, I mean I think tried. It, I think it lasted <laughs> one week because my mum bought the Tesco brand of special K. But you had to measure out a 30 gram bowl. Have yeah. you ever seen what a fucking 30 gram bowl of cereal looks like? It's like those mini cereals like that you get as a, a kid. A dessert bowl. Like you were oh like, my and gosh. I was like, oh, so I'm only allowed two of these a day, plus my huge roast later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plus but my like, egg and chips and waffles later. Yeah. 
This I love Debbie. that kid meal. I know. Oh. Eggs, waffles, peas. And when my mom would do it on Thursday, we would like run out of food. So she, she'd always call oh, it a Thursday dinner. It'd be like breakfast for dinner, beans, waffles, I know, it's eggs. delicious. Oh, nothing hits different like breakfast at 5 p.m. Yes, queen. <laughs> but like, so true. Like those little weird things that like, definitely like, I mean, that was all over TV. Mm-hmm. Like oh. the ads. Everywhere. So it was really refreshing to have someone like Nikki Graham and really trailblazing for her to be open about an eating disorder yeah, back and, then. Yeah. And like, it's just so sad that it took her life. That it's it, you devastating, know. you know, but I think, not that this should have ever happened, had to happen to someone, mm. but I think it will be a huge learning lesson. And I think it's like, because she was, you know, arguably one of the most famous people with an open eating disorder yeah. and battling it for so long. And, you know, again, I know not how you look is a, always a reflection of your health. But she also but did she, write about it in her yes, two books. But she never fully looked recovered. You know, that way yeah. only in the Big Brother house where you're like, I remember being like, she isn't even so she looks grand. You know, even though I remember, I remember so being like, you're, she's so skinny, but loving her bod. Oh, no, a, yeah. As a younger me. Totally, because it was really, you know, that type of body was idolized. And, and she was like a fairy springing around so skinny. Yeah. I was like, oh, but I, I think like her dying as absolutely tragic and unnecessary as it was don't get me wrong but I think that it will be like because she was so famous she struggled with this for so long it's such a it'll it will like I think hopefully help some people you know that way as in like seeing her in real life genuinely struggle and then it killing her again completely needless I wish that that people especially people who are suffering with eating disorders it's very it's very rare that you see someone that famous and then dying within 20 years like this is like yeah so young like I was young when I started watching her I'm still fucking young yeah but like even the fact that we remember that that was like I mean I was thinking back when I saw the announcement I was thinking back like wow if me watching that show could have known what was going to happen that I'm now watching Pete Bennett on IGTV crying because she's dead and like the fact that he had visited her with Mm. his girlfriend who's a mental health nurse like they maintain friendship which is so special those kind of reality show like obviously they had like a fleeting romance of one month when they left the big brother yeah. house but like that they still maintain their whatever i think that was just a confusion over like they got on they really got each other and loved each other mm-hmm. they tried out a relationship for a minute and then it was like didn't work but that they still maintained their little connection and stuff and it's just really really devastating but i do hope that i think as well it will maybe it gay it gives great acknowledgement for yeah. the suffering that people with eating disorders are enduring 100% because so often what you hear from like an educated perspective which is understandable because like not everyone understands eating disorders like we only barely scratch the surface as well mm. but I think and I don't think you ever fully understand it unless you go through it yeah definitely um but I think as you said I think it's it's a it, it's an acknowledgement of the damage it can do because people kind of do like all oh, this whole like what it kills people blah 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 you know this yeah. is, because you don't always see it happen in real time or you, you know? see like Nicole Richie who just, and like yeah. who kind of just like got over and is still kind of skinny but like doesn't talk yeah. about it so maybe it's so fine. you're like oh maybe she just did lose that puppy weight but like now you do see someone who unfortunately died but like it I think it, it I think it does acknowledge that like the danger that people are in when they are suffering from an eating disorder also, of any kind and also the impact of like children and like yes. comments on children's bodies and especially children's yes. bodies and that we also had my, when we had my friend on, she said that a minder of hers had mentioned like, oh, you're having another packet of crisps. You're so greedy or something like that. And that just penetrated something in her brain mm-hmm. about food and hiding food. And like, then it just, you know, grew legs. And she really, um, 
advocated for that as well uh, not for it but like when she was on that this morning thing about that Weight Watchers thing obviously she was so against that and even on that she looked really really it was only a year ago because it was about um, an way, app a Weight yeah. Watchers app that was being brought out it was aimed at the family but kind of aimed at kids more so and like look, they were saying it's going to tackle childhood obesity but it's like it's so nefarious in my opinion for Weight Watchers to be making this like fair enough if it's like an education thing built by doctors and scientists but it's like Weight Watchers like who by yeah. the way don't even promote healthy fucking eating like the way that Weight Watchers it's like have a little jelly a sugar free jelly it's yeah, like that's not in jelly. any way like they're like we're teaching people about nutrition I'm like you don't even teach your adults about nutrition it's about microwavable shit food yeah. but like also a numbers game in order to lose weight quick and then you get even these ex- like try and kind of blame or that the kids should be responsible for their obesity exactly. that's from like learn from their family and or also like I know some people who would have struggled with like putting on weight it's from you know it can be a lot of the time just filling a void of like if your home life is stressful you get this enjoyment from food mm-hmm. and maybe overindulge there's it's too it's complicated to be like oh an app tells you oh I should have vegetables instead of yeah. a um, supersize McDonald's and that oh, was I never you know that was her argument her argument was just like look I understand the like what it's claiming to do but she was like what it does do is yeah and it basically makes children aware of calories at too young of an age Mm. it makes children obsess over their food and if there is someone you know she was like this isn't gonna cause eating disorders but if there is someone who is going through a stressful time at home because she's been there you're right so Mm. like if if you're going through a stressful time at home if you are that way inclined if you're already having these kind of niggling neuroses around your body that could like trigger you to be like oh here and we be go. Like your own little mini pro site on your phone. Absolutely. So rest in peace, Nikki. It's yeah. so, so sad that she went. We will always, you know, she'll always be up in the Hall of Fame for us. Yes, 100%. Thank you for entertaining us and for, you know, paving the way for just women to be able to scream and shout. As <laughs> yeah. well. And like and be, be a brat. <laughs> and be a brat. And also, like, be a brat. And like, sometimes it's funny. You yeah. know, like, she was very humorous in her rage. Hilarious, you know? hilarious. Um, so, we will catch you next week, gals. Bye, gals. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.